Faye was a good sport. We were both good sports about it. Um, but yeah, she's already got some memes going on. Like where we, uh, I'm pretty sure she's gonna post it of like her. Uh, we went to um, like an, a tournament in Florida, like a more local tournament in Florida, and we both went into the absolute because there was cash prize for it. And um, and I and it was gi and no gi, and so on one of the gi ones, like I. Uh, I bowed out to her and so it has like her, uh, the picture of her getting her hand raised and whatnot but she's gonna post it and be like never forget <laughs> <laughs>
probably as much as like the whole tournament altogether, just because I really wanted to get that match back. So I was, it was kind of like kind of fairy tale kind of ending to to finish the finals, um, beating someone I've lost to before. So yeah. Well, we were laughing at our viewing party because. I was telling the people on our show, I go, you and I literally talked about her in the last appearance <laughs> and about her uh, tactics, about kind of being a mm -hmm. heel. And yet here you were in a match with her. And it's so funny because I told her, I was like, well, she literally came on my show to say what respect and how she could totally understand what Jasmine was doing, how it's cool. And mm -hmm. now that's your finals, everybody. So I thought... <laughs> like, what an amazing kind of uh, thing that would end up happening. As you mentioned, the kind of background between you and her competing previously before and being able to get that win back, I'm sure had to feel so, so great. But I have to ask, what was the atmosphere like at ADCC for you? Because to us, even watching it, it looks chaotic. So that I think <laughs> when you end up having the moment where you say like, I've won, it feels like you went through a tornado of emotions, of feelings, of being hungry, not hungry. So what was the atmosphere like for you that entire weekend? Man, so, I mean, it was, you could feel the tension in the air from all the competitors. And it was like, just like you said, chaotic. So, and I feel like any, and the amount of people, just the volume of people makes it that much crazier you could be sitting on the side but uh and trying to you know get ready for your next match and whatnot and next thing you know uh, a, a pair of grapplers are running into you so it's like okay you can't really relax so i gotta make sure you're behind like two layers of barriers i was like they probably won't get through through to me here <laughs> but uh but yeah it was um it was awesome. I love I love these big tournaments. I honestly uh, enjoy tournaments a lot of times more than super fights because of the the challenge it provides. Where you know, ADCC is a two day tournament. It's you're already after the first day you're already sore, tired, and you wake up the next day you have just as much, if not more, matches. And so it's, you know, it's a mental challenge as much as it is physically fatiguing. It's a mental challenge as well. So I really like to, I love those tournaments because I feel like it gets to showcase my experience. Um, having done lots of tournaments like that growing up through, you know, wrestling and other jujitsu tournaments where it's just, you know, all day, all weekend kind of stuff. I guess I have to ask, what is the biggest difference between how we do our trials or how wrestling tends to do their bigger tournaments or their trial process? Because to me, I feel that there's some similarities, but I feel like mm -hmm. the grappling side is still very much more in its infancy comparatively. Oh yeah. I mean, it always depends. All wrestling terms are all kind of different too, the, in terms of their way in process and whatnot. But uh, I feel like maybe just their, how they do their weigh-ins might be different depending on tournament to tournament. I mean, I've been to some wrestling tournaments where you have to, you know, weigh in twice the the first day and then make weight again the second day, which is brutal. And, you know, that's what they do at ADCC World. So um, 
it's you know it's similar in that uh sense but i feel like you know it also similar in like if you have a long day of matches and it's spread out you basically go come you warm up you go compete you get all this like adrenaline out of you and then you have to cool down and then take a nap and then you have to warm back up again and it's it's so it's so much on the body <laughs> okay speaking of on the body you mentioned having layers of support it sounded like you came up with a strategy for the oh, ring yeah. out moments and <laughs> here's the thing i'm pretty sure you do what any person under any negative 77 category does which is if one of these people falls on me this is not oh, yeah. good so for <laughs> your perspective i have to ask what are your thoughts on those ring out processes are you okay with them do you like them do you not like them what are your general feelings after a weekend of competition oh i love it um and also there was carpet you know, so it wasn't as bad this time around. I did the Arizona Open and it was straight concrete and I almost like hit my head and I was so glad. The referees are so on top of it. Even if you're going out of bounds, like I know they don't put their hands on you, but the ref was like basically about ready to cut my head in case like my head was about to hit the concrete at Arizona Open. So that was, I was really thankful for that. <laughs> but no, I love that. The action continues. Um, it definitely, you could tell, it just brings another level of intensity to the competitors, and it's like brutal, you know. It kind of brings out that like, okay, this is like almost like a street fight, like a brawl, but it brings out the best in competitors. You either, you know, um, you can't strategize your way out of a match because you're running out of bounds or something. It's just go, go, go. Uh, and I love that sense. Uh, I've even seen Bruno at the gym. We have at over uh, at Auto Salana, the mats are raised on a little platform and I've seen him literally roll off the platform onto like, you know, the hardwood floor and he keeps going all the way almost out the doors. Like the doors are open. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? <laughs> but it's just, it was like hardcore. And I was like, okay. So did you have any close calls or was there ever a moment where you thought in your head, I better have a backup system or like a plan if the action does go off the mats? Um, I think I only went off the mats in my first match on day one, actually. And as we were going off the mats, I was already in a position to guillotine the girl I was going against. And I think it, it kind of lent to me that like we had more mat space and everyone was getting out of the way. And so I was able to secure the submission outside the mat um, because we didn't stop the action. And so in that respect, it made it so that there was a validity to your submission attempt that may not have been mm -hmm. there had that rule not been in place where there's a little bit of a judgment call where it's kind of like, no, the action is still going on. So in that mm -hmm. respect, it's like, yeah, you do favor that rule set then. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Again, we're getting everybody here is, is chiming in. We did a poll. We actually have a 50-50 split. We have people who love oh, it. Really? People who, yeah. And I mean, in the interviews, I'm going to try to be as impartial as possible. But it is very difficult when the biggest culprits are friends of the show. So it's like, <laughs> oh, it's Cody? Yikes. Okay. Oh, 
it's Bobby. Oh shit. Okay. And <laughs> I think there was one particular moment where it was Bobby, who is one of the nicest human beings in the world. And Bobby Winters going off the mats with, of all people, mm. AJ Agazar. And <laughs> I had just gone on this rant on air where I go, you know, this is really low class and we really shouldn't be doing this because as a sport, oh, oh hold on. It's Bobby. Let him cook. <laughs> hold on. Oh, keep going, keep going. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, he's getting out of that. Yeah, he's, he's got that. He's got that. He's got to go out that door now. Let's go to the exit, dude. Let's keep this going. So to me, I go, well, if it's going to happen, I'm going to take the absurdity to whatever length yeah. possible. It's just, I find that even within my own perspective, you know, I know it's based because we had friends who were doing it, but mm -hmm. I'm also like, the one thing I can afford it is we do have that rule in ADCC, which is when you do have a submission on, it doesn't save you. So mm -hmm. in that respect, it's fine. There's these other areas where it looked like, oh no, the ring out was the plan. Like that a hundred percent was the plan for some of those people. Um, mm -hmm. So I like that you enjoy the rule, but you also mm -hmm. understand the very realistic aspect of a splash zone and saying like, yeah. no, 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 I need to find shelter. High ground, high ground, high ground at all times. <laughs> or it, it sounded like you also put people in front of you where you were like, hey, good to see you. Oh, I'm just going to hang right here. You stay right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I hid behind the place of peace booth, actually. I was like, there's like the crowd, there's a booth, and then I got like I got like all the way against like the exit doors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say this. It's the most appropriately named booth for any kind of violence that goes off the mats. They're like, what saved you? <laughs> yeah. A place for peace. Oh, I mean, I'm just yeah. saying. Hey, this is the place of peace. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't do that here. Yeah. And I, I laughed really hard because on air, we actually had uh, Ali Taza went off the mats. I want to say for his mm -hmm. maybe semifinal or something like that. But he went off the mats and one of our correspondents was just checking in with us. And he was literally far from the mats because we don't want to film anything. We don't want to mm -hmm. do that illegal thing. Unfortunately, when Flo just keeps their camera static, they don't follow the action. So there's action that just kind of goes off air. And my correspondent happens to see Ali Taza like right on the floor right next to him. And he goes, I don't think I can film this. And I was like, we can't see it on air. Just show it to us anyway. It's different. It's a different middle ground. You can show it right now. And he's just showing it to us. And I see like the BioPro Plus booth is right next to them. And I thought... Mm -hmm. Like, how does how does any of these vendors feel about this? Because I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, that's kind of dope. The action's coming to us. Nice little panda, our little booth. And then two yeah. seconds later, you're like, wait, no, don't. Everybody brace mm -hmm. the table. Don't let them come here. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I think that's the, the weird part that we haven't quite figured out yet, but uh, mm -hmm. more to come on that. What I'd like to do, Alex, is I'd like to go match by match, but before then, you did mention a little bit of chaos. When did you end up opting to weigh in? Did you go the day before or did you go the day of? Oh, yeah. Day before, uh, for sure. It was, um, I mean, I feel like I'm already one of the the bigger girls at 55 kg because um, I'm I'm tall. I'm like 5'6 on a good day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 5'5 five, five and a half, 5'6 on a good day. <laughs> but, um, um uh, whatchamacallit, it was crazy, of course, like, flying into Atlantic City is 
it's so like it's a nightmare it's so hard to get there i knew um so we flew into philly uh and we're looking at flights and all the early morning friday flights were like on frontier spirit and i was like okay i'm just gonna and it looked like frontier had a bunch of flights going to philly that day so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i fly with frontier what what happens and of course we get delayed and um uh we get delayed an hour uh, we were supposed to arrive at 1 p.m. In, in Philly, and it's like an hour drive to get to Atlantic City. So I was like, I have enough time in case I need to cut weight that day. I was planning, I was thinking I was going to need to, but um, turned out I was, uh, the flight kind of helped me lose weight, uh, surprisingly, and I was on. So I was really happy about that because we did six weeks with my nutritionist of cutting weight and getting down to uh, walking around close to 55 um but yeah so we get on the plane and then while we're in the air we're about to land all of a sudden we get a delay over the intercom saying oh we we're not allowed to land because the uh, president biden is in the phl airport so and they're like you'll see if you look out the window you'll see planes next to us um don't worry they're far enough we won't hit hit them and i was like what's going on <laughs> and it was like an hour delay in the sky and they were about to say like if we can't land in th in the next 30 minutes we're gonna have to go to baltimore and refuel there and i was like dude we're never gonna make it i was, I was like i was i was trying to say i was like okay don't stress because if you stress it makes it hard to cut weight like you can't stress so i was just trying to stay calm luckily we were able to land we got to uh to in phl and we landed at like three almost 4 p.m got the rental car and then drove uh drove to uh atlantic city and was able to check my weight um and i was surprisingly good i had like maybe two ounces i was two ounces under and so I was like, oh man, okay, this is this works. I thought I was gonna have to work out when I got there, but it works. And I was like, anything as long as I could weigh in tonight. Like I was just making sure I could weigh in tonight so I could recover, hydrate, all that. So we got it done, thankfully. <laughs> well, one thing that you mentioned on the last show, and I have to say, I am ready to confer a status upon you now. You mentioned that you love food. You're eating right now. So I, I, yes. I want to give you your props. But <laughs> unlike other athletes that have appeared on this show, I won't name names, but they know who they are, <laughs> who say like, well, I'm a fat kid at heart. I eat a lot, blah, blah. I don't believe it. You show the work. And the food <laughs> that you are photographing looks delicious. On no less than two occasions have I looked at your Instagram, gotten hungry, and either made food or ordered food. So <laughs> there's a little bit of a dangerous thing in following you I found now. But I am ready to confer a real athlete who enjoys food status upon you because you put in the work. And I know that not being able to eat is one thing. But the not being able to eat for maybe a little bit longer period of time because the president just decided to be in the town that day <laughs> has to be struggling, especially when you're like, hey, uh, Mr. President, no big, <laughs> kind of an important weekend for me. If you could do oh, me yeah. a solid and fly anywhere else or right. fly here tomorrow it would really help me out. So, right. oh, yeah, God. what a man, <laughs> unfortunate uh, turn of events. So you weigh in, and I have to ask, because we mentioned food, what is the first refueling food that you end up having? Oh, yeah. 
So this is funny. Um, I before we had a little bit of time before weigh-ins, and so uh, everyone else was hungry. I was the only one in our group. It was m myself, my fiance Faye, who is like fifteen, almost twenty pounds under, and then uh, Daniel Smith. He competed. Uh, he's also from our our gym. He competed at eighty eight. Uh, 88 and then our two coaches Bruno Forzato and Nathan Hadley they, none of them were like cutting weight so they're like oh let's go hit up like they're starving at this point they hadn't eaten so we go uh, hit up this uh, versus Italian bakery Italian bakery in Brigantine and they had like amazing subs like uh, they got an Italian so everyone was eating I was just like watching them like not even drinking water I was like just watching them I was like this must be nice <laughs> like it must taste great it looked so good it was like heating up and it was like it smelled like it looked like a real Italian bakery like we even bought fresh pasta from there to to make for after weigh-ins um for the like the weekend too so we had one of those Italian subs and I was saving my portion. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get mine and then after weighing. And so I have already food on me as soon as I step off the scale. But actually the plan was, and uh, the plan was after weighings, we're gonna get pho because I love pho. And I feel like it fuels the soul. If you don't know what pho is, it's like Vietnamese noodle soup. And so anytime I'm like sick, hungover or just like i have pho maybe like once or twice a week if i'm not cutting weight like we uh, like Faye and i love pho it's it's like it, it goes to the soul and if you haven't had pho you need to do it now because i actually made bruno try his first pho and he's like i love it and he over the weekend he was like he was like man alex you i've never seen a girl eat so much and i was like all right <laughs> it's like uh well i was i was like well I'd like to call, think of myself as a professional athlete, so I gotta eat to you know fuel this body. <laughs> but I could really, I feel like I could, I could put away some food. <laughs> I again can't say this enough. So many other fake people in this sport who pretend like they talk the talk when it comes to food. Uh, you have credentials <laughs> in my realm. I am happy to sign any paperwork I need to on this. Oh, it's an I honor. Just, I listen. It's just. Knowing the way that you plan it out, because any person who does any kind of combat sport or any kind of major athlete, you know, the real ones when they're the ones that plan out their food schedule, like to a T where they're like, mm -mm -mm, I have to eat here. If I don't eat here, <laughs> yeah. bad things will happen to literally everyone. Bad things will me. happen. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. I like to tell people, you know, I, I like to consider myself a, a, a polite person in a number of instances, but one of the rare instances where I think maybe I get a little, a little pushy is when we go out to eat as part of a group, I tell people, Hey, I should go order first, not because I'm mm -hmm. important. It's just, I eat slow. Mm. And as a result, I don't want to keep the whole group waiting on me now. Yes. <laughs> am I drastically hungry always, but I promise you, you don't want to wait for 10 minutes, just staring at me eat. Because if left to my own devices, I could still be there after 10 minutes and just be fine being like, well, is there more food? Because I'll eat more food until I'm done. So yeah. hearing you say that, it, it means <laughs> that it is a comparable feeling. And I'm sure one that in the future for one of these interviews, I think we may have to do a sit down, go to a restaurant or go somewhere 
and oh I my just gosh, let you cute. order and then me just say like hey we're gonna do this one just like you would because you're not gonna do it like me <laughs> yeah you order we do that oh yes i'm so down we have to make this happen <laughs> easily sure. easily all right so that means day one is the weigh-ins day two we then go to the tournament. Now, I'm sorry if my days get a little bit mixed up. Were you competing on day number one? Yes, uh, I only had one match. So the originally there was maybe close to 50, 55 girls signed up for 55 kg. Um, and then by the time brackets were out, it would everyone fit into perfectly into the 32, uh, 32 man bracket. So turns out there was 32 competitors. Um, I do expect like double, triple the amount of competitors at West Coast Trials. So uh, I know it'll be infinitely uh, harder, but yeah. So day one, uh, the females fought until the round of 16. So everyone just had one match for, uh, for day one for the 55. Okay. So then you also know the schedule, which was nice. I think from a competitor standpoint uh, to actually see a designated time uh but mm -hmm. what was weird is that the first two weight classes were wait wait now the next weight class and you go okay mm -hmm. twice mm -hmm. when they got around to that third section it went from wait wait to and i'll go Boom. And i think yeah. that's where things started getting very confusing to me because i go wait Who's up now? Who's yeah? Then it just became like, because you thought in your totally. brain you're like, all right, we're just gonna see the females compete all at once. Mm -hmm. And if that's but then it that, was just everyone. Yeah, yeah, but then you're thinking you're like, that's gonna be easier way to keep tabs on my friends, our our like, yeah people that we're trying to watch. And I mean, full disclosure here, what I love about ADCC is for a, us on our side, it's exposure to new people all the time. Mm -hmm. So there are people who maybe don't make it far who I still go, hey, keep an eye on that one. That dude's really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've never seen her compete before, but I've heard things about her. So when that happened so quick, I was like, I don't even get a chance mm -hmm. to process this. So no, yeah. when that happened, as a competitor, I immediately start thinking, oh, so you knew that you were in that third wave, but was it still somewhat surprising in the way that they were calling it out? Because at that moment, you're like, Oh, well, they're going to do the dudes first. Or were they telling you at least mm -hmm. behind the scenes, like, hey, everybody just needs to be ready at this point? You know what? I feel like ADCC, every time they're holding an event, they're getting better and better, like more efficient about these um, about these events, which was really cool. Um, they Our estimated start time for the women was like 6.30, and they were so efficient that it got pushed back to two hours earlier and I competed right at 4.30 p.m., which was the new estimated start time. So that was that was crazy, but um, um, it was uh, it was nice because you have more time that you actually can eat dinner at a decent time. And they finished the whole day, day one, a little bit earlier so everyone could get a good night's sleep and really get ready for all the big action on day two. Let's get into it. Let's actually go over your first uh, competition. I know we kind of previewed it a little bit earlier there, but I'd love for you to give the details behind that first match that you had. Oh, yeah. So um, I had, I believe her name was Wen Yang Wong. Um, 
I forget what school she's from. Uh, she was a tall, taller girl, very lanky, but skinny. Um, I actually pulled guard. Uh, I just sat guard with no grips. Um, and then was working a lot of wrestle-ups from bottom. We were doing that a lot during camp. I was able to get a two-on-one uh, control on her right arm. I kind of dragged it by a little bit and wrestled up into a double. Um, and then she was kind of defending the double, trying to uh, jack me up uh, to pull me up. And I was able to use that uh, to get to rear body lock. And I feel like during our camp was a lot of a lot of that actually um we're watching a lot of the you know the wno night of champions and just um watching people's wrestle ups and getting to rear body lock so i was really glad i was able to kind of do that during the match and then i was able to hit a, a really nice mat return um and kind of brought her down and honestly i felt like as soon as i put my hands on her and, and i know everybody was feeling a little bit uh, there's still a lot of range in 55 kg you have like bigger girls cutting down and you have more naturally small girls um but i definitely felt like a lot stronger at 55 kg compared to a lot of my competitors the throughout the whole bracket um just i think because i was cutting down from like maybe 130 pounds 132 pounds um but yeah i was able to mat return her i tried to take her back she kind of and i was kind of trying to flow i was trying to get my body used to this um uh used to you know settling into the tournament and the feels of the tournament so i wasn't i was trying to be more relaxed i know usually with adcc i get really hyped up and i i could feel the tension in my body so i was trying to go in Going into day one, I only have one match, so try to stay relaxed, stay away from getting injured, and take my time uh, with the match to settle into the groove of ADCC. And so um, I, w I slipped off the back, kind of, got to a front headlock. She ended up pulling guard or so. And then as I was uh, throwing by the legs to uh, pass the guard, she tried to wrestle up. And that's when we were going near out of bounds. When she was wrestling up, I caught the caught the head again, and was able to reverse uh, her. Like I felt like when I caught the head, I was already in a high wrist uh, guillotine situation, and I was able to reverse her into mount when we were on the carpet already, and was able to finish with like a one arm uh, guillotine uh, mounted uh, for my first match. And that's got to be a pretty good way to end the day getting ready to go into the next day, I'm pretty sure. So as you mentioned, you were able to kind of uh, compete earlier than expected. But I also know Faye was competing as well. So how was that going when you guys were breaking up that that uh, you compete, she competes? Were you even able to see each other's matches just because there are moments yes. where sometimes things go fast? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was worried about that because we were, I was, when our names came up on the board, it comes up quick and then, you're like on the board and then you're going and then our names came up at the same time on different mats and so although i was trying to take my time with the match i was also like oh i want to make sure i see they go um so it luckily worked out that when i finished my match i was able to run over to her mat and uh she she was just getting ready to go so kind of worked out and she was able to she had actually i knew the opponent she went against it was a shorter shorter uh shorter lady but she had competed i've seen her compete at like as big as 145 
um, before. So I was like, oh my gosh, this girl is going to be strong, big. And Faye, like, handled her, took her back. Uh, wasn't able to finish, but, like, finished that match. No points scored on her. And um, it was pretty dominant throughout the match. So it was a really, it was a good day one uh, for everyone on the team. I think everyone, uh, me, Faye, and Daniel all made it to day two um, on that first day. So it was a good day for the team. Um, and then we ate some pasta. <laughs> nice. And that was the pasta that you had previously bought for the day before. Yeah. Actually got we to make. Exactly. And we also went back to the store to get some steaks. So pasta and steak. <laughs> My God. Okay. See, After I think that you one. guys do it right. Uh, just hearing the description <laughs> of like, you know, we thought we bought everything and then we realized, you know what this pasta is missing? Steak. Steak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I have to ask this because maybe one match doesn't tell you this, but how good did it feel to have three weight classes now? Did it change the vibe of anything for the ladies? Was there anything that was different from your perspective because at least from an organizational perspective all i can think of is people are now slotted into different camps on what they're going to be competing at and i think oh yeah that's definitely part of a strategy for some but in your case what was your perspective of what you saw on the floor that weekend yeah so now that there's three weight classes i mean when we just had 60 minus 60 plus 60 I mean, almost every match was a super fight where, or an absolute, like where, like there was big, uh, uh, big uh, weight uh, disparities between matches. And you'll still get that a little bit, um, even with three weight classes. Um, even at 55 kg, I was seeing girls that I know compete at lightweight or middleweight going against girls that compete at rooster naturally, like for like in terms of like IBGF to give people more of um like uh, an idea but it's still like um it's it was nicer because it, it is uh closer to it still brings everything a little bit closer um in weight so it was nice it's definitely you know definitely uh a better thing for the women that you're getting closer and closer to where you're actually competing against girls closer to your actual size uh rather than just big open weights, you know. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it felt like we were fighting tooth and nail for that slight change that seems fairly obvious, but it also is a good sign the sport is continuing to grow. So I'm very mm -hmm. happy that that comes out that way because as we have joked in the past, it's either you're signing up for one weight class or fighting Gabby Garcia and not everybody falls <laughs> yeah, into exactly. those camps. <laughs> So uh, I'm very happy for our, our athletes in our sport to get that sort of accommodation. Now, going into day two, what does your first match on day two look like? Because now everything feels good. You got the whole team all rallied mm -hmm. up, and this is where things start to happen very fast. So I'm pretty sure this is where the day almost feels like a blur going on. Oh, yeah. Now it's just go, go, go. They're working through as soon as you get to the matches of 16 or 32 and 16, 32 for the men, 16 for the ladies. They're going all day nonstop until we hit the semis and then they're taking a break of the semis. So day two was like, you compete, maybe 10 minutes later, you go again. <laughs> so it was like, you gotta stay, you know, stay on top of it. Um, 
try to be efficient with your jujitsu so you're you still have you know you're you're in good shape for the next match um first match of day two in round 16 i had i believe felicia marceau um, um apologies if i pronounced her name wrong um uh, she was i think a canadian from uh janine uh janine mutton's gym uh, i know they're in ontario or so um and I was, uh, it was a good match. She was one of the larger girls at 55. Uh, we kind of had like a, a staying on our feet, takedown kind of battle. I end, um, I'm trying to remember if I ended up, or oh, she ended up pulling guard. And then I was about to step into headquarters. And uh, as she kind of sat up, I jumped over the top for, a uh anaconda like a rolling anaconda was able to get the anaconda grip but i was having trouble securing the choke um we ended up back on our feet in a scramble as she was trying to get it out of the anaconda and then um at some point we actually shot in at the same time while we were on our feet and we kind of collided shoulders and as we um kind of shot in i used like uh the connection to end up switching to an arm drag to the back and once i was able to get the back i was able to uh eventually slip in the rnc and finish that match i wanted to talk about that because that particular attack that particular series was mm -hmm. one of the best kind of accidents i've seen because it's not <laughs> the technique finish was an accident it's the entry mm -hmm. that both of you kind of when your shoulders yeah. connected like that, I just go, well, I don't think that was necessarily part of the design, but that was one no. of the smoothest <laughs> uh, transitions that I've seen from what I would do if I made that mistake. Uh, and I thought no, it was just such you. a good recognition of position because you were able to almost feel like once you had that connection, like, all right, if I'm connected here, that means she's restricted from movement here, which gives me a pathway of going oh, yeah. uh, the way that you oh. ended up going. I definitely feel like as a from my wrestling pedigree and it took me until the latter years of my wrestling career where I was in college that I felt more comfortable chain wrestling and continuing the action once we're connecting it. So I feel a lot better. Um, I'm not like the fastest wrestler, so I can shoot from space, um, but I do feel better when I have connection um, to my partner. I like I like wrestling from ties. So um it was definitely like it was a mis it was not on purpose for us to collide but i was glad i was able to uh keep the momentum going keep the action going and take advantage of um that um that connection yeah i want to make sure we know the difference between saying a mistake and accidental because in my brain i was like no that's an accident that just turned out yeah. great where it was like yeah, yeah. you were intending to do something but mm -hmm. the, the collision wasn't necessarily maybe part of the plan or if it was, you know, something that happened as a result of trying to create that initiated action. It's one that I said, oh, oh, yeah, no, she's going to finish this. Oh, dope. So mm -hmm. it goes into that great sequence. And I thought, all right, we're at that part of our day as well. So mm -hmm. I know we mentioned this for day one, but for day two between you and Faye, because of how fast those 10 minute turnarounds are happening still able to kind of keep tabs on each other when this is happening oh yeah literally day two was like i compete and then two seconds later i'm running over her to her mat and i'm glad like we had both our coaches bruno and daniel there so 
everybody was like all our athletes were able to have a coach at all times but um yeah it, it worked out great i i would compete and then moments later she would compete like literally like 30 seconds to a minute later she would compete uh she did great against her next match was um was a tough uh tough chick that was i think closer to her size so it was it was a good match and they went all the way to ot i think Faye was winning the match too in regulation but went to ot they got into a, a really nice uh upper body tie where they had double unders uh the girl had over hooks and the girl tried to go like inside trip and then Faye immediately as soon as the girl tried to trip Faye, Faye stepped in for like a tayatoshi and uh just like launched her and Faye's like uh, Faye everyone thinks like Faye's been wrestling for a long time she only actually wrestled like two years in college that was it um she's never wrestled in high school or anything like that I just brought her onto a team as a walk-on because we needed a one-on-one pounder and she just kind of picked it up really fast so it was really cool she launched that girl and like they landed so hard like where Faye was just in like a, a body lock chest to chest body lock and just like kind of fell into the floor I was like oh I know that hurt like the girl probably got the wind knocked out of her on that so it was like intense everyone was like oh like it, it definitely would have hurt but she won that match and then as soon as she finished that I was I was up in um I was up on the other side of the 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 room um and I had I believe Natasha Drugan uh I had Natasha Drugan at um I don't know where she, what gym but she was a lanky uh girl too she was a lot stronger uh than I was uh than I felt uh probably one of the stronger opponents that went on the bracket um I was able to get the takedown uh, double leg on her, getting to getting to take advantage of uh, chest to chest half guard. We've been working a lot of half guard knee shield, and it was awesome. Actually, after day one, uh, Bruno, uh, we were in like the Airbnb living room, like doing jujitsu on the carpet floor, <laughs> and and Bruno was going over some strategies and techniques of. Uh, half guard knee shield and I was able to actually uh, implement it in that match with like the certain grips we were playing around with um, and so I was able to utilize it to get rid of the knee shield get chest to chest eventually pass um, pass she had good regard um, and I was having trouble I was trying to expose the back with like a gift wrap but she was kind of being aware of like not trying to uh get her guard pass i was just like stuck in quarter guard for a lot uh for quite some time eventually i was able to pass and then transition to her back and um with short time left uh she was starting to stand up so i had like a rear naked on her standing up and um like on her face and i was um working to finish but ran out of time she was uh she was definitely like a, a tough like stubborn opponent um like gr uh, gritting out that RNC because I was I was I was trying to squeeze the crap out of her face for sure. Oh no no no! I saw I saw, and I definitely. <laughs> you know what's so funny is uh, whenever you get those moments with your friends that you know on the show, that you go, okay, so her opponent's gonna survive, but she's definitely gonna have some marks and feel part of that in the morning because. I saw the amount that you were putting into it. And I just thought, yeah, she's going to end up writing out the time, but 
man, that did not yeah. look fun to be in as a parting no. game. Um, one of my um, friends, so I, I guess in competition, like honestly, I, if I if I land across the chin or the face or the nose, I will I will squeeze until you tap. And uh, I have like every time I've done trials, even West Coast trials, East Coast trials, I've had like incidental bite marks from people's uh, from choking people across the face. Like I know they're not meaning to bite me, but I'm like literally squeezing through their through their like mouth to get them to tap like a mandible strangle and like they end up like i have both sets of teeth always like um uh after doing trials on my arm and so i was like man am i am i mean or is i was like it's just competition you know (laughs) it's a little columns and b honestly uh because what ends up happening is i've had people do it to me and Mm. you know I've made moments where I have not intended to bite them, but they've gone so far over in regular training that they'll end Mm. up with bite marks, show them to me, and I go, you think I'm solely responsible for that? You think that's (laughs) my fault? (laughs) Yeah, what? And they're just looking at me, they're like, how would you do that to me? And I'm like, I didn't have a choice. You (laughs) started going over it that I didn't sit there and chomp on your arm. You were trying to choke me. And they're like, well, you should have let me choke you. And I go, I want you to think yeah, about that statement. <laughs> but I want training? you to think about the idea that, yes, we're yeah. just training, but that's how yeah. much we hate each other, that this is what's <laughs> happening. So Yeah, uh, in training, I'm really nice. I don't like, I don't choke anyone across the face in training. I feel like I could be very, uh, much more like about the technical aspect, the hand fighting, everything. Uh, to get the clean choke, but in competition, if it lands, if I get it, like I'm sending it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, I also feel that people like you a little bit better than they like me. So I think what ends up happening is, and I, I think this is kind of a commonality of when I've rolled with people is some people who aren't able to tap me get frustrated by that. And as a result, mm. they end up putting more muscle and craziness into it. When in actuality, I'm like, I'm just an old host. I, I'm not your age or competing yeah. against you. So yeah. I will always you remind them. You don't have to them. go this hard. I mean, the, the unfortunate part it doesn't is. doesn't have to be like this. I just tell people, I'm like, this is both of our faults. And I take no responsibility. So I, it's your fault as far as I'm concerned. You blame yeah. me if you want. But never, ever tell me, like, you should just tap to this. You're fucking out of your mind. I know exactly what I am capable of doing. Um, tap when I die. <laughs> it's a hundred percent my mentality. And I mean, the dumb part is, is I always tell people, I'm like, give me a reason to tap and I'll tap. That's it. That's all. Yeah, exactly. That's really what exactly. it is. Um, okay. Well, this is of course the hardest one because yeah. this is the, what I saw on one social media post as, um, I guess, regulated domestic violence. Um, <laughs> yeah, Daniel. Read other people as saying this was heartbreaking. I've heard other people say what savages that you both are. And yet, we can't disprove this yet, but mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and make it a record. We'll say it's the first time on record partners have had to face each other at an ADCC mm. situation. And in this particular thing, it was in the semifinals. Yeah. You had to have figured this was a possibility. But when the reality yeah. becomes something that you are going to be facing each other, 
what was the conversation between you and Faye, uh, I guess, going into it versus right when it's about to happen? Yeah, like we knew the possibility was there and like we were just hoping also that like we wouldn't be going like first or second round. But I think Mo does say that like, teammates in trials will try to meet as late as the semifinals. Um, so I, I believe actually Mo came up to us, Mo Jassim came up to us before the semis and was like, I had no idea you guys are part. I had no idea that you guys are partners and I don't think it would have changed anything because we're still representing the same team. Um, but he was just like, please make sure this is like a, a real match, uh, you know, in the nicest way. He said it very, very uh, kindly. And uh, and so I was like, oh, man, yeah, it was like we knew it was going to happen as soon as she won the matches. And I was like, you know, glad I wanted her to win uh, all her matches and whatnot. But and she was on fire that whole day. I didn't want to be the one that would that could possibly stop her run you know uh but we kind of looked at it as like a win-win scenario you know it shows that um we were both able to you know win all our matches all the way to the semis and regardless if one of us wins or loses um we still had one extra match one of us was going to the finals one of us is fighting for a third so um i think it was a great outcome uh regardless it was definitely um, like uh, definitely a, an interesting match, a hard match because you know we scrap every day in the gym, and it's one thing to do that in training, but in competition, it was it's just like there's a whole uh, whole different side of competition, and it's like okay, I want to win and whatnot, but I was glad that you know the way the match went, regardless, uh, uh, she was actually laughing like afterwards she was like i thought you were gonna sit guard and i was like if i if i pull guard you might have a better chance so like i didn't want to pull guard uh so we were both like wanting to win so i told her uh i told her i was like okay when we face in competition you know it's just like if you i told her if you beat me in competition it's gonna be for real because i'm not gonna uh, i'm not gonna let you beat me in competition <laughs> so um so it was a it was an awkward situation, but honestly, we got the most more than I got the congratulations for winning trials. I, we both got so many notifications on like I can't believe you guys did this. You, you guys are such a savage, or it was just like all the like how did you guys feel about it? And I was just like honestly, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> like it was just it is what it is. Like we had to you know we had to compete, right? So um, we just did it. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could compete against my wife for this, <laughs> which is just, you know, when people are like, you and I was like, oh, roll with her. She doesn't even train. But I'm like, she's always welcome to come train. She just doesn't want to do it. I go, but there's something yeah. about that where you go, yeah, I don't know what I would do. I don't know how that works. You, you don't I know, know until you're like, there. Yeah, I didn't know if we were like she was thinking of maybe if I injury, maybe if uh, like we were talking about it with our coaches, even our coaches were so super uncomfortable, like, oh, what are you guys going to do? And I was like, I guess we're going to fight. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to see what happens as like they call us up and see if both of us go out to the mat. So I was like, OK, we're fighting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't really say, talk about it too much. <laughs> I have to say this from my perspective, and it is perhaps both 50-50 on maybe me being blind and maybe two, just my approach for both of you, which is that 
We had so many TV screens going on. I didn't know it was both of you. I know Phil. Yeah. I know you. But because yeah. the TV screen was so tiny, I just go, oh, it looks like Alex uh, won again. And somebody brought up the statistic. They're like, I think that's the first time partners have ever faced each other. And I go, holy <laughs> fuck, was that Faye? And they're like, I yeah. Like, oh, and I, go, shit. yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I go, well, yeah, you have to have the match. That's exactly what oh, I was like. Why else would you both do this? But yeah. I told people, I go, one, it, that's how small the screens have to appear when you have all eight. I go, but two, from my perspective, Perhaps I had the mentality of like, yeah, I could see that as a possibility. But in my head, I just yeah. took you as two athletes. So I think that's yeah. probably the best way I can compliment you guys in terms of saying, yeah, you really did face it like you would in any other situation where it wasn't mm -hmm. sensationalized. It wasn't crazy. It was just you had a match and yeah. you just happened to be partners. Exactly. And then when somebody tells that to me, I go, oh, my God, I don't want to be at the dinner table i don't know <laughs> yeah no this is literally i got so many it was like oh Faye was a good sport we were both good sports about it um but yeah she's already got some memes going on like where we uh i'm pretty sure she's gonna post it of like her uh we went to um like an, a tournament in florida like a more local tournament in florida and we both went into the absolute because there was cash prize for it and um and i and it was gi and no gi and so on one of the gi ones like i uh i bowed out to her and so it has like her, the picture of her getting her hand raised and whatnot but she's gonna post it and be like never forget <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah but it's just like oh you're not gonna tell the background of like how this no 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 was. photos out of context were great i do yeah, the exact same that's thing that's it 100%. i know i was like oh yeah you i was like you definitely need to post that that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there being like asterisk tell me about the story tell me about the story <laughs> yeah. i was like uh, no one needs to know the story <laughs> if you were there you were there <laughs> i do have to say i think it was dope that it happened and i know that you both were supremely happy for each other but i thought one thing that was great and this is before we get into your finals where we'll just kind of recap that which is I don't want that to overlook the great run that she had because it was fun watching her compete mm -hmm. as well. And for my brain to absorb that much jiu-jitsu and have both of you stand out, I was yeah. supremely happy for both of you to get your props. And I think the match was just kind of the culmination of that, like both of you having such a great run. And obviously mm -hmm. both of you getting to celebrate your win is awesome, but I, I do feel like we had eyes on both of you guys throughout the day and I just thought that was so dope. So congratulations oh, uh, to both of you on that, <laughs> but let's get into the finals. You mentioned mm -hmm. that things were interesting in terms of getting a rematch and getting yeah. one back. I do have to ask though, does it seem like the amount of times that we spent laughing at knee cut pass has only mm -hmm. come back to kind of haunt Jasmine in this way because we were watching it and we thought to ourselves, we we're like, is she really going to pass? It? She's about to pass it with a knee-cut pass. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're not trying to make the meme happen anymore, but we did see that. And I just thought to myself, I was like, well, it's proving very useful at this time uh, for Alex. Oh, yeah. So I've that's seen, good. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was get, I was seeing some comments for sure about it and whatnot. But I, I mean, I did my homework on Jasmine. Like I knew it was a possibility, especially when brackets came out. I was like, oh, this could be the finals. I was like, oh, if this is the finals, I'm definitely winning this. And so I did my homework. Um, of course, that match with Fion was definitely one of the matches I watched, but also with like other athletes of, of which um, I've seen Anna Rodriguez in her Nogi uh, when Nogi pans, I think, and Anna Rodriguez passed Jasmine with knee cuts, flying knee cuts too, um, to that left side of Jasmine, and uh, so I was seeing, I was seeing how how to approach. I was trying to look at different ways how to approach her guard um, and whatnot. So uh, I I wanted, of course, to you know stabilize the pass, finish the position and whatnot, but she's uh uh she's got a, like a very uh uh very resilient game very resilient guard where it's really hard to put her flat you know like her her back always rounds so and her hips are so mobile uh it's just like some some features with uh with some girls that are like flexible with their hips and their spine so it was really hard to like put her flat it doesn't that's where like uh i have i think issues with uh most of the flexible girls is like uh, securely pinning them and then all of a sudden their spine their lower half of their body is doing something completely different where i'm like your body's not supposed to turn like this but but it does <laughs> so uh some some situations to solve and different technical stuff so i was uh using like you know covering the head a lot to uh to wear her out because I know like when I when I had my match with Tubby at WNO like when I was on bottom she constantly covered my head and uh, it wore on my cardio so fast so I know that it was making Jasmine tired in regulation um, and I was able to like kind of cook her I was trying to pass and uh, I also saw with like uh, last West Coast Trials finals how St. Marie was passing her guard so it was um, I was kind of using trying to utilize similar techniques of, you know, ending, uh, controlling the end of the, the, her, the spine, the head, so that I could better control her hips. Um, but yeah, I was actually, uh, I was worried in that match because at West Coast Trials, um, when I lost to Jasmine in the quarters, uh, we had a similar situation, but I felt like in West Coast Trials, I was able to get more offense going there. Like, I actually initiated takedowns, finished takedowns, but she turtled, so no points. But and I was able to get to closer positions where at one point I was like mounted, but I, I actually ended up losing that match via ref's decision at West Coast Trials. So when it was happening at at the finals here, I was like praying to God. I was like, oh, I hope I did enough offense and whatnot. I hope it's not the same. Like the ref's decision when it got to the end of the match, I was like, man, I was like, did I do enough? You know. Cause it kind of gave me PTSD from from uh, West Coast trials. Uh, so um, I know I'm, I'm. If if she doesn't, I think she'll probably do Brazil trials. And if she doesn't win that, I expect to see her at West Coast trials. And I would love to, you know, put a stamp um, on that uh, that matchup um, to be able to have a more solidified win over her and not just a ref's decision but i know we'll be facing each other we're both really young so i know we'll be facing each other a lot for the future uh to come
Well, we've come to the part where I like to usually ask the athlete to tell us what a win at ADCC would mean. But because <laughs> bullshit being bullshit, we don't have you winning and going. You got to go do it all over again. I will ask the question, but I do like to preface that with uh, let's not pat ourselves on the back until we get the job done. <laughs> and the women who win at East Coast Trials don't just get a free vacation, a.k.a. another chance at doing it over on the West Coast Trials just for a better seat mm-hmm. position. Anyway, I guess what I want to ask now is assuming, assuming all things go great and you win over at the trials, what is it going to feel like for you <laughs> if you were to win at ADCC? What would a win at ADCC mean for you in the future? Uh, at, at the actual uh, Oh, the actual worlds. Yeah. So that's like, uh, I think my goal in jujitsu, my, my goals in jujitsu are, are literally ADCC world champ and IBJJF Gi world champ. Um, all the other accolades, you know, um, you know, they'll come on their way, but those are my two main goals of like, I want to do this and this and, and then I'll be happy with my career. So, I mean, a win at ADCC Worlds, like winning the world title um, would, you know, I feel like solidify and really uh, like confirm that like all the hard work I've been doing it uh, over the years is uh, is finally like it's it, it meant that I was going in the right direction and I'm getting uh, where I want to uh, where I want to uh, to be, you know, one of the very best uh female grapplers in the world you know so uh, i think i'd just be like speechless and i'd probably cry <laughs> when i win adcc worlds uh but it, i i know it'll be amazing uh, I've, I've dreamed about it you know like when you're driving uh in your car or something like sometimes i'll dream uh, i'll like daydream when i'm driving home from work at, like when i've served at the restaurant and it's like late at night i'm driving home there's no music because i'm like so tired i'm just driving back home on the highway and i'm like daydreaming about like world titles and winning adcc worlds and i like catch myself like tearing up in the car i'm like you could do this <laughs> so i feel like when that day actually happens uh you know it'll be it'll be one of the best days for me well when that day actually happens you're going to come on the show shortly thereafter and we're going to talk about the tears and i may have memes uh, but they'll be very very tasteful and uh, very happy memes for a friend that's done an incredible thing but i'm looking forward to you getting a very nice seated position at west coast trials and I'm going to be yeah. rooting for you so, so hard out this way as well. We have so many friends across the divisions, but I always <laughs> love the fact when our good friends literally make the time for us seconds after something like this happened and we didn't waste any time. You were so great and gracious to get back to us and set this up. So I want to go ahead and set up uh, just a quick little opportunity for you to shout out any sponsors you've got. And I also want to make mention, because I did see this, it does look like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, on September, I'm sorry, December 16th, there's Girls in Geese in Georgia, Marietta. And Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It does look like it's going to be an open mat technique and is both you and Faye that are instructing that. So just in case you guys are watching this December 16th, Girls in Geese, definitely go be a part of that and learn some. And I will turn the camera over to you to give a shout outs to anybody you want to, including sponsors and anybody who helped you have such an incredible performance at ADCC East Coast Trials. 
Sweet. Thank you so much, Raf, again, for having me on the show. Again, it's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. It's a load of loads of fun. Uh, but yes, I did want to thank uh, my team, uh, especially my nutritionist, Gretchen Brocard, uh, G, at G Brocard on Instagram. Uh, she's amazing. And, and we were able to make this cut so, so professionally uh, and like uh, so well throughout the time that we made the cut that I, I felt great throughout my whole camp for it as and in collaboration with my nutritionist um, at MoFitPT on Instagram. Uh, Mo Travis is uh, Faye and I's strength and conditioning coach. I've been working with, I've known her since I was probably 11 years old when I first started jujitsu and I've been lifting with her consistently for about three years and I've made some of the biggest like uh, i've had some of the biggest wins of my career with her and biggest uh biggest gains in strength and uh so little uh injuries thanks to like her uh, her programming um so thank you to them as well as uh my other recovery team at ninja cairo or at hybrid spine and sport uh, my chiropractor, uh, Peter Alexander, over in Roswell, Georgia. I also have my dry needling uh, therapist uh, over in Chambly or Dunwoody at Lance Cross PT or over at, at one on one physical therapy uh, on social media. Uh, the dude's been doing decades of dry needling and has literally saved, saved me from uh, multiple possible surgeries and kept me in the game. As well as, um, if you guys didn't know, Faye herself uh, is a licensed massage therapist. So I kind of won on that. Like, that was part of the plan since the beginning when we were dating. I was like, oh, I got to keep you around. You're a massage therapist. You could help me. <laughs> so <laughs> it was kind of like a win-win scenario. Um, uh, but those are my recovery team. Uh, as far as sponsors, I'd love to thank um, Faye's International um, over uh, – through uh, Subversive, I, they have the best water in the game. Honestly, I've been drinking it uh, now ever since I got my package in the mail. And I've uh, been able to now to sell it at the gym at Autos Atlanta. So you can look for their uh, alkaline water um, enriched with electrolytes and fulvic minerals. Um, all for a really great price over at the gym. Um, also available and uh, at 10th Planet Atlanta and at Just Fitness East Cobb, thanks to Tam Fitness Vending. Um, and then Place of Peace, if you liked my gear from from Trials, uh, it was all Place of Peace. Super uh, great people. Um, Des is awesome. He's actually a, a Philly native um, and he runs the Place of Peace Invitational. Um, he started a tournament over in Philly that has actually been getting a lot of big names on there and it's a fun show. I believe I'm going to try to get on it on the December card. So watch out for me there, possibly this at the end of the year. Um, and at Primal Content, um, uh, they're, uh, they're my sponsor manager as well as uh, also uh, athlete uh, or apparel brand. So uh, they've always been supporting me and making uh travels uh possible so i just wanted to thank thank the team and of course you know everyone bruno frazzato and the whole team back at home always constantly making sacrifices 
uh, to their daily schedule to find the time to train with me and put their bodies on the line, even though if they have like, you know, daytime jobs. So thanks for making the time. Well, Alex, I have to tell you again, big congratulations on your part. I know you work your ass off to make this work and it showed and there was nothing happier than seeing you have a moment to take it in and, and to really celebrate and, and you really, really deserved it. So I can't wait for you to do it all over again at West Coast Trials and we will be here ready to talk with you. And I'm sure other stuff is going to come up in the future too. So you always have a place we, on the yes. show. I think after winning West Coast Trials, we should do that interview at a restaurant. That's and a great idea. Do our food thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly <laughs> what we have to do. I can look into making that happen. Uh, after Sweet. I wake up from my coma of doing my uh, my 24 hours of wall to wall coverage uh, from the thing, <laughs> yeah. uh, will drag yeah, me we'll up and I time. will do that food segment. Hell yeah! <laughs> well, Thanks here's so what we're gonna that. do. We're gonna have. I'm gonna say bye to you off air. I'm gonna momentarily shut this off. But Alex, congratulations again, and uh, I'll see you very soon. Sweet. Thanks, Raf. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching. A couple quick reminders. Number one. Give us a like and a share and a comment. And you were wondering, I'm sure this entire time, what am I gonna have you comment? I think you should put in the comment section what kind of food Alex and I should get when we do our interview in the future. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I don't discriminate against food. I just eat it, clearly. A hundred percent. So give us some suggestions in the comment section. Or you can just tell us you like the interview or say Alex is awesome. Don't really care. One of those three <laughs> things. Also, hi.page backslash grappling hour. Subscribe, five bucks a month. And if you want to see these interviews 30 days before anybody else, that's what you got to do. Or you can give us a few extra dollars and see tape studies, extra bonus content not available anywhere else. And yes, athletes roasting my competition footage. And last thing, join us on our Discord. It is at Grappling Hour. You can also hit me up. You can extend the conversations that we have on this show. And you know what? That's going to do it for us here at the Grappling Hour. It has been a great day for grappling. We'll see you back on the mats. Thank you.